SMB Wisdom acknowledges the traditional owners of the lands upon which we have recorded this podcast today. We pay our respects to Elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures. Hello and welcome to the SMB Wisdom podcast, coming to you from the land of the Yuggera and Turrbal people. My name is Alice Rue and I'm a partner at SMB Advisory, the proud sponsors of this podcast. The SMB Wisdom podcast is a forum to provide value tips for business owners from an extended network of experts on their topics of expertise. I'm so very blessed to have an amazing network of people who are fabulous at what they do. They might be accountants, lawyers, business owners, or any number of individuals that day in, day out, deal with the issues and problems that can plague small and medium business owners and come up with solutions, outcomes, and results to assist. It's now my mission to bring some of this knowledge to small and medium business owners to assist them in making their good businesses great and their great businesses fabulous. Now on with today's episode. Hello everyone and thank you for joining us today for our SMB Wisdom Reflection Series for 2023. I really love this series and I'm super excited to be here for another episode. As an insolvency practitioner, I do like to look at the learnings that come about from business or ventures that might find themselves in distress in order to advise others on how to attempt to mitigate against making similar mistakes in the future. And in this series, I'm privileged to speak with a series of guests that might just happen also to be my contacts and friends and colleagues about the milestones that they've reached, challenges they've faced and lessons that they've learned throughout the course of 2023. Today, I'll be talking to Nicole Davidson of Nicole Davidson Negotiation. Nicole is a commercial mediator and negotiation trainer and advisor. Now, Nicole and I've had a few podcast chats now, and I think, Nicole, we were just saying um, that you've been involved each year. I've done these ones. I think the first year I did it on um, LinkedIn Live, and then we've had two via the podcast, and I've been lucky enough to chat to you each time. It has been a pleasure for the last couple of years to do this, Alice, because I really love... I think it's such a great um, thing that you've set up to actually capture some of those learnings and those thoughts because it's so easy to bypass all of that. And I think I, I know I listen to some of them and, um, you know, you just it's just fascinating to hear a different side of what goes on in business to what we would normally talk about. Oh, look, I think so. And everybody, I think, has a little bit of a different lens through which they see things, depending on, you know, where their business is situated, either geographically or what sort of industry they're in. I Mm. think it can mean lots of different things for different people and not always as we might see on first blush. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we've almost made it to the end of 2023. Um, I've been saying that I think that Look, I think it's the first year we've almost been back to normal and I'm normal, you know, as normal as normal can be these days. Like where there's been a lot more travel, I think this year as opposed to last year, even though things sort of opened up last year, I think there's been a lot more travel both domestically and internationally this year. I think there's been a lot more events back on the calendar that maybe sort of we were a bit gun shy about last year. Um, And so whilst it's sort of changing back to you know, a little bit like what we're used to. I still mm. think it's had its own personality. I'm not sure. What do you think? What's 2023 been like for you? Yeah, no, I think that's absolutely the case. And I mean, certainly my experience is, you know, I've spent a lot more time in the Qantas Lounge this year than I have done for the past. You've been travelling a lot. It's been insane. And, and, and really just in the second half of the year, I don't know mm. what changed, but the second half of the year, suddenly it was like, 
um, hey kids, I'll see you in a little while. I'm, I'm not going to be around for a bit and I've been in and out. And, and look, it's been fabulous, great work. And I love the fact that we're getting back to doing stuff in person. There's, yeah. you know, as much as we all made the best of it and there are times where doing things virtually is still great. Like for you and I to chat, we couldn't do this if it wasn't virtual. That's right. um, so there's a lot to be gained from it. But I think the fact that it's not becoming our default, it's the next best rather than the default, I think is really, really um, important. And, you know, I think coming back, I, I heard this fabulous term that somebody was sharing with me the other day about the fact, and I think particularly in Melbourne, um, where our lockdowns were so severe, mm -hmm. um, they use the term that we're all a bit socially unfit. Mm -hmm. um, so we had so many you know, months and months of, of being quiet and not being out there that it's taking us a while to get back in the swing. So it's like the diary is kind of what it was pre-COVID, but we're not quite at, at capacity um, in our mm -hmm. best fitness just at the moment. Oh, I couldn't agree with you more. And in fact, in one of these chats that I had yesterday, it wasn't a coined term, um, but I had actually said, I wonder whether there's an endurance issue that we haven't had the last few years because we've sort of had stops and starts and false starts and over the last few years where we just there were times we couldn't do things that yeah. when we have this whole you know thing back to normal as you said it was beautifully put you know back and you've got the sort of diary that's very similar um but you know if you don't run a marathon for a couple of years you can't really yeah. expect to do <laughs> well, your PB I don't know when you about you but um I'm I'm really a bit of a natural introvert and so mm. there was a lot of good things about COVID for me and I really you know I actually really appreciated not being in a rush running around from thing to thing all the time so there's part of me is is there's a little bit of um there's a little bit of grief for losing mm. some of that ease of life mm -hmm. um because it's not just my activities that have come back on but kids activities have come Ooh, back yeah. on as well and you know I think one of the favorite things I had about COVID was I stopped being the you know the unpaid uber driver 17 times a week doing this activity and that activity well that's you know that's all back so yeah it is a bit of a shock to the system yeah that's right and a lot you know a lot of competing interests for your time so no look without a doubt and I guess with all of that and with all the travel and a lot of um I think you've been doing a lot of different sort of business work as well did you have any major milestones this year what have, what sort of are the bookmarks that you've been coming back to yeah look so there's a there's been a couple of great things for me this year and I think probably the highlight for me from a work perspective is I launched my negotiation GP service Fabulous. and so that was really about providing a service for smaller businesses that don't you know, necessarily want to spend a fortune, but need a bit of advice. Mm. So I talk about the GP service being, you know, if you've if you've lost sleep for a couple of nights because you've had an itchy throat and a cough, and you've tried the hot lemon and honey, and you've tried the Panadol, and nothing's working, you go to the GP who either gives you a, you know gives you something to try and and go away and fix it, or they'll send you off to a specialist. Oh, and so that. I've got the negotiation GP service for. Um, business disputes where, you know, if you've tried everything you can think of to get past this problem and it's not working, you come, you have a chat, we either give you a diagnosis saying, go try this, mm. um, or we say you need to book in for a more complex um, mm. 
chat and it's it's a bigger issue. And I've I loved working with a number of small businesses through that um, to get really good outcomes. And and I think just that ability to have a quick conversation with someone to really help them get focused on what the core areas are and, and put a bit of strategy around. So for me that's been an absolute highlight and you know I'm hoping to sort of continue to grow awareness of that through next year. Mm. Um, and potentially bring on some other people that can help um, businesses as well because I think there's a massive need. Well, I think it's um, brilliant. And I think sometimes people are reluctant to, um, I don't know, go the whole hog. Do you know what I mean? They sort of they realise they need a little bit of help but they're not sure mm. how much they need. And to be able to sort of have it is a sort of semi-finite I'm, I'm coming to do this. You know what you're committing to. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Then I have the decision as to what's next as opposed to yeah. I'm coming and then all of a sudden I'm embroiled in this massive. Yeah, you know, suddenly you've done all this work and I get this massive battle. bill. Yeah, yeah. No, no, absolutely. And I think the more that we can encourage business owners to go and seek advice from any number of different experts in the field into yes. you know, in relation to things because I think what you're saying is correct too because they come and see you, you know, if, you know, oh, that smells a bit like this, why don't you go and see over here or mm. let's talk to this person. And, you know, the, the people who deal with this sort of thing and disputes day in, day out really can figure out um, pretty quickly, can't they, yeah. in terms yeah. of what, what's next or what that looks like. Yeah, and what is the information that you need to get to be able to make decisions and where's that going to come from? And yeah, and, and it's just, um, you know, lightening their load from a, an emotional mm. perspective as well mm. and a stress perspective because, you know, you've got a sounding board who's neutral. One of the problems is sometimes we go and we get advice from our colleagues or friends, but they're looking at it through a similar lens to our own. So sometimes the advice that they give us is a bit biased. Mm-hmm. Um and so that's where I try and sort of come in as a as an unbiased party. Um, Sometimes so yeah, they so can be a bit really scared good. too to give the yeah. honest advice if they think, you know, for whatever reason. Um, Nicole, yeah. especially this time of year, I think that's really interesting. Um, we'll obviously post all of your details when we post mm. the um, the episode, but is there any special way that people can get involved uh, or to, with you to talk about that or is that just... Yeah, so there's... There's a special, so I've got a second website that deals with that, which is just negotiationgp.com. So you can go on there and see different options and um, book book a session in as well, if you like. So, yeah. That's excellent. Um, Well, that's pretty huge. Um, Were there anything else um, adjacent to that? Yeah, look, I think, um, you know, once again, I think it's been... I was really lucky. I was a finalist at the Australian Law Awards again for Mediator of the Year and also at this Australasian um, Lawyer uh, Awards for the same Mediator of the Year. Uh, mm-hmm. And then I think the the nomination that I was really excited about as well was um, I was nominated as Thought Leader of the Year at the Women in Law Awards. That's and really I was really pleased about that because I think, you know, I'm really passionate about challenging the status quo of the adversarial process that we use for disputes mm. and you know letting people know that there are other ways and and figuring out how they fit together so mm. that was a really exciting thing for me to sort of be up there so and mm. you know despite the fact I didn't win any of them but um oh. you know I think just being part of the process has been wonderful look absolutely I think that's absolutely commendable that's yeah brilliant and I think sort of bringing that whole um 
thought leadership piece um, back in focus is really important because I do think that you're right in terms of, you know, alternative dispute resolution methods and um, looking at um, different ways because, you know, different people in different situations often have unique uh, avenues for solution, don't they? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so that's a pretty commendable and um, a year full of achievements. Did you have any challenges, Nicole? Did you face any challenges this year? Yeah, look, and, and once again, I think probably the biggest challenge I've had this year has been, if I say a nice challenge to have, um, mm. you know, for me, the biggest challenge as a solopreneur, um, the challenge is just trying to figure out how to support a business that's getting busier um, with limited resources. So, you know, and I know that there's a lot of small practices out there that would be finding this challenge the same. It's like you're the person doing the work, but you're also the person doing all of the business development, mm -hmm. all of the back office admin, um, the scheduling, the the whole works. And so I think um, that's been the biggest challenge. And, you know, I think you know, once again, I, I do a bit of work in the wellbeing space as well. And I've sort of got to a point not that long ago where I went, ah, oh, this is not good. You know, this is actually heading in the wrong direction from a wellbeing perspective. And so that's really my goal for the start of next year is to figure out how do I put some supports in to help me with that? Because, you know, I said to somebody, I feel like there are so many balls up in the air at the moment that one of them is going to come crashing down. And, you know, as a small business, as, as any professional, um, the impact of dropping one of those balls and the, the impact on your reputation is pretty significant. So um, I've sort of got to that point of realising that, you know, something's got to, to change. And, you know, it, it's nice to know that I've got to a point where really I do need to have that extra resource. So that's pretty exciting as well as a challenge. It's really exciting. And I think you're right in being able to view that as a challenge as well. I had a discussion recently um, with some people and we were discussing how, you know, growth is really um, a challenge. Like everyone yeah. strives for growth in their business and strives to be bigger and, you know, for that impact. But, yeah. you know, we do see quite often the, the impact of growth without consideration. Um, yeah. as to how things are going to work and it doesn't you know you always always think of it as sort of driving a car you need to shift gears like yeah if you want yeah, to go fast, it's... you need to shift gears and yeah yeah and and I think what's really interesting for me and you know particularly seeing so many disputes and seeing what can go wrong as well um, but I think there's real challenges for small businesses you know when I think about bringing on a resource as in a, another person to help mm. me I look at the way that our current employment laws impact on small businesses and I think there's just so much could go wrong for a small business who takes somebody on and then you are stuck with potentially, there's a lot of times where a business is paying an employee who's actually not able to be productive mm. um, because we've put all of these obligations and I think they're fantastic things that we should be doing. So we should be supporting women with paid maternity leave. We should be supporting people who have been victims of family violence. Yeah. But this should be, in my eyes, this should be something that's done at a government level, not at a business level because yes, while the Coles Myers of the world and the BHPs of the world can afford that, the average small business is absolutely in financial pain when they have this kind of thing. And to my mind, that just brings about more discrimination against women because, you know, 
who are you going to take? I don't, I don't know. The, there's no simple answer, but certainly it's something that I've been very, very aware of as I sort of get to that space and I, I feel for small businesses. It is difficult, I think, you know, and I think around that regulation piece generally and compliance mm. for small business is quite hard. Um, there's obviously been the, the separation on certain things, not many, but certain things out in terms mm. of of small business and these sorts of things but you know by the time you need somebody generally as well in small business you really need them do you know what yeah. I mean like in all honesty when you think about it you're probably doing the work of two or three people and so this is you have to stretch and then you you know when you add it on it's because you really need somebody and you in fact, you probably really need a couple, but you know, in order to be able to, um, you know, run an efficient and effective business, you you manage your resources. So I, I yeah. agree. I think there can be some, um, yeah, a, a better ways to look at things. And again, similar to what I said around that sort of um, the dispute resolution piece, I don't think that it's all cookie cutter. I think that there no. are unique solutions for different. Um, businesses and for different people but I think it, it can be quite difficult then to to have that as a you know holistic approach so absolutely it's fascinating because you know I've talked with a lot of people about you know offshore outsourcing and things like that as well and I don't have a fundamental problem with that um, but I also wonder what's going on in our own system when we can't find people to do mm -hmm. some of these jobs and so look I mean there's so much going on with that but um, yeah so it's yeah, no, that's, a, that's a challenge. I think a discussion that sort of is one because we're 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 increasing our percentage of small businesses as well. I think you know we're, mm. we're, there's many more people who are falling out of the mainstream corporate society to start their own thing, and whether that's a smaller sort of being more gig based or actually yeah. having their own, um, you know, a small business with you know up to fifteen or whatever it is employees. There's more of it happening, and I do think that it's a a separate arm of the economy but one that needs to be really looked after because small business employs mm. so many people um it does and and the flow-on effects when they don't survive is pretty mm. significant as well and we know that you know what is it not many survive past their first five no. years or something I can't remember the statistics but they're not great no and um, it's all a little bit skewed at the moment as well given mm. all the history that we've had for the last few years um yeah. but it is a difficult um, it's a difficult area to be in. And we see even mm. things like, I mean, I'm digressing terribly now, but we've oh, seen we love digressing. <laughs> well, like um, in terms of, um, you know, like IP fights and stuff where you've got small yep. businesses that are absolutely in the right, but they don't have the pockets of others to be yeah. able to stand their ground um, and last the course. And so, you know, there are issues and whilst there's a lot of benefits for being in small business, God, I love it. Um, mm. I think there is a lot, you know, that you do need to be aware of as well. Yeah, absolutely. It's not the, I did um, do a mediation earlier this year where somebody, I, they they were negotiating because they'd signed a lease and then walked out of it and all sorts of things. But I said, well, why were you so keen to start the business? And they said, well, because I wanted to invest my retirement savings. And I was just sitting there thinking, oh my God, of all the places I would want to put my superannuation, a small business would not be the most secure investment I could think of. No, so, that's right. Yeah. It's yes. interesting, isn't it? No, that's an entirely correct um, assumption. Um, <laughs> everyone has different, um, yeah, different processes, I guess, in looking at their Absolutely. future. But it is a, yeah, that's, and that's quite scary, to be honest, when you see that. Totally. And mean going forward as well um but yeah. yeah um so have we learned anything 
from our challenges? Have you got any solutions or, or not necessarily to those <laughs> challenges, but otherwise, what are the lessons, Nicole, that you've sort of picked up this year? Oh, look, I think the, I think the biggest one for me, and, and look, it's probably one that I already knew, but has really been highlighted is um, you've got to look after yourself before you get everything else done. Because I certainly got to a stage sort of around September, October, where I was go, go, go. Um, and it's really had an impact and, you know, just my health and my well-being has not been where I want it to be um, because, and this is what connects in with that, is I think the biggest lesson that I've learned is that it's okay to say no. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I had a couple of clients that came to me with very short timeframes to get things done that were quite significant roles and it required me to, you know, I sort of have a goal in my mind of how much of my working week is client facing work and how much is time to work on the other pieces. And um, to put the client's needs first, I gave up that sort of time that I needed to get other stuff done, which led to this kind of slippery slope of going, oh my God, this is where all these balls are up in the air and oh my God, what's going to happen? Because I overcommitted because I was trying to give good customer service but in the end you know what happens is you actually do more customer service but the quality of it and at some point something has to go so I think um, you know the the beauty of it for me is I think I've really got to the point where I've learned you know it's okay to say I can't fit that in now you mm -hmm. can do it you know we can do it now and most of the time particularly for what I do the client will go okay we'll do it then um, yeah. And you don't, you, yeah, so that, that's that been a really big one for me this year. I think that's amazing and it's really worthwhile touching on and maybe having a chat about for a minute because I think um, it pieces in with a couple of things we've been talking about. That travel thing, all that, yeah, is big. And um, Stephen, who we know works with me at SMB Advisory as mm. well, and my husband, he, um, you know, often says to me, don't underestimate how much that affects you, like how draining yeah. that can be. Even though, yes, you're on a plane and you're working the same amount of hours and then you're there and, um, you know, when you are away like that, there's, you know, it does drain you. And when you're away for a significant, um, you know, it's not, I only go for no more than a work week at a time. But yeah. it's sort of, you know, it's then you come back and then you go again. Um, well, and I think I think particularly when you've got a family at home as well, it's not just the work. It's actually no. the mental load of actually making sure that everything's going to be running smoothly while you're gone and doing the admin. And look, I'm really lucky. I've got a very supportive and engaged mm -hmm. partner to help co-parent the, the kids. Yeah. Um, but still, there are some things that one person is responsible for and you can't yeah. just walk out the door and assume that other people will pick it up. There's a lot of prep work goes into leaving the family for a business trip for a few days. Absolutely, there is. And I think that's right because it's, it's an entity unto itself as well. So you need to... It's another know, business. It's the business of the family. No, entirely. Yeah. I totally agree. Um, the other part of that is I was talking, and I'm going to, I think, do a little bit more work from a um, sort of thought process on this. But I was talking recently about um, I think we're getting less and less separated in terms of our personal persona and our business persona and mm -hmm. it used to be that we were very much um you know it was you know we had one mask on for work and one for home and you know whatever and that was all different and I think you know there's a lot of energy that can go to trying to separate those two and I'm finding that those two are getting molded a little bit more together but yeah. that's also um 
I don't know that it seems to be shifting in a good way in terms of managing some expectations in ways that we may not have before. Because you see, I know I'm the ultimate professional. Not, I'm still in the ultimate professional, but it's sort of you know, and I can I can do everything. You know, I can um, make sure that all my clients are being serviced, um, even with there's deadlines that I can't meet. I don't need to ask for help. Um, you know, all of these things that we really had, you know, in our lane. It was like these are the things you need to tick off, and if you don't. And if you miss one of them, then you're terrible. You know, like in my brain, yeah. you're terrible. You're never going to be able to um, show people that you can do what you do. Whereas I think these days when people sort of understand what you have on, um, and it's not only in terms of sort of me looking out, but I know that this time I've got a few things happening. We've got some business sales going on in some of the administrations we're doing and this sort of thing. But we're getting emails now from our solicitors actually saying uh, so that we can manage our workload, can you tell us what your expectations are? Do you need this done? Oh, interesting. Yeah. Is it important? When do you actually think the finance will come through for the for the job to settle? Do you so it's not just being pushed by a client to say, No, I want this done now. So well, yeah. You may, but is it gonna? And you know, and am I going to bust a gut to try and do something that we have really no control over how it yeah. finishes anyway? I found that really refreshing. Um, unfortunately for my lawyers, this was a cash sale and was going to settle as soon as they finished the contract. <laughs> <laughs> but I, so I get, I get the premise in terms of, you know, making sure that you and your team and your staff understand okay, yeah. where do we put our resources and be, um, quite effective in doing that. Yeah. And, and I think it's fabulous that a law firm is, is actually getting involved like that because I think traditionally lawyers have been much more reactionary and that's where, you know, I think there's a couple of things that they've traditionally done is one is that they've taken the client at their face value when they give a deadline where sometimes that deadline can be artificial. And we all know there's nothing worse than busting a gut or bringing all your juniors on to work all weekend to get something done for a client who then sits on it for a week. That's right. Um, and I think as juniors, we all had partners who did that to us and clients do it to the partners and everybody seems to do it. So it's it's nice to sort of sit there and think about people going, actually, we want to be able to schedule, we want to be able to prioritise and it makes sense to be part of that legal mm. process. So I, I love that they're doing that. Mm. Um, but I think that idea that you talked about, about the sort of blending of the business and the, the work persona, and I think that's a really interesting one as well. And, you know, I, I think it's really good that we can be more ourselves in the workplace. And I think particularly probably for women, but for men as well, there's been this sort of, I'm just the professional now and my home life and, and what I do is something separate. Um, so to actually be able to bring a whole person, um, but also then not using that as an excuse. Um, and I think occasionally that can be the case. But I also wonder whether that because we are both business owners and heavily involved, you know, as a business owner, you never leave your business behind. You don't walk out the door at the end of the day and go, I don't have to think about this. Whereas I think in some employee situations, it's much easier mm. to do that. I think in some, it's almost that's the way that it goes. Mm. As you get into more complex roles and more senior roles it, there's probably a bit of that but I think when the buck stops with you and you're the owner um, you know you never leave the business behind so I think it's almost impossible not to be able to bring some of that into it no, I think um, so and too. it's nice that it's accepted that you do bring it um, as well 
Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think it would be quite an interesting situation otherwise. But um, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm very happy with that. And as I said, I think there's a bit more work to sort of process on that. That was one of my sort of light bulb mm. moments over the last few days. But, um, yeah, interesting, I think. Absolutely interesting. Um, all right. So 2023, what are we? The 14th of December as we're recording. Yes. Um, so less than a, or about a month left of the year. What are we looking at for 2024, Nicole? More of the same, something a bit different? What are your thoughts? Yeah, look, I think for me it's going to be more consolidation in terms of what's been going on um, over this year. So for my business personally, I think it's hopefully just a, a sort of solid trajectory moving forward and um, continuing to build on the relationships that I've got. I think there will be more dispute work coming up in the market. Um, I think as the economy crunches, there's going to be more, but some of them will be harder to mediate because there just won't be money there. Um, so look, I think it will be interesting. I'm assuming that the insolvency side of things is going to ramp up a little bit more. And you know everything that we're hearing about tax office activity, um, the you know the rising interest rates all of these are going to put a lot more pressure on businesses and and while the ATO is sending out direct to penalty notices that's going to tip a lot of people over the edge so look there's probably going to be more dispute work around the insolvency space as well which you know is not great for anyone but the insolvency practitioners in the tax office but um I think that's the reality of it and you know I think there's there's some great work to be done there to to assist in those sort of situations but I think also we're going to continue to sort of see the travel coming back hopefully we'll all get a little bit more socially fit and um not be so tired I think that the most common phrase I've heard this year is I'm so exhausted I'm so tired mm -hmm. so hopefully next year we'll all have a little bit more energy we'll be peppy enough to actually enjoy the Christmas party next year we'll be able to make it <laughs> Rather than, oh, my God, do I have to go to another Christmas party? I know. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. I agree with all of that. I think there's just so much uncertainty at the moment. People get, um, yeah. you know, people get anxious when there's, I mean, there's a lot to be anxious about, but people get anxious when there's a lot of uncertainty around. And, you know, sometimes when we're anxious, we jump at shadows a little bit too in terms yeah. of, you know, different our relationships and within business and otherwise, and that can lead to, you know, quite uncomfortable situations. And so, mm. yeah, I think next year is going to be an interesting one. I think it's definitely going to be, you sort of feel like you're in the middle. Do you know what I mean? Like I don't think yeah. it's not the start of any of the, you know, any of the, you know, the problematic times for the yep. economy by any stretch of the imagination, but it's not going to be the end, I don't think either. I don't no. see you know, recovery happening. Um, I will just put a plug in there for the insolvency practitioners and the tax office and say that, you know, whilst we would like the capital system that we're in, we sort of do need failure. And, you know, I've said a bit recently mm. as well in terms of I think we're all a bit scared of it. And I, I get why. Like, I mean, I don't, I'm one of the biggest um, scaredy cats where failure comes into it. Um, but I think if we're wanting a system that works, and I think we're in a real, um, we're in a real threat of having an economic system that doesn't work because we've moved all of the levers and we're seeing that at the moment in terms of our inflation versus interest rates, it's not working. Yeah. And, um, you know, if we keep actually avoiding failure, mm. um, then we're not going to have many other options left in order to try and promote recovery. Um, so whilst that sort of, you know, me with my 
insolvency hat on, um, I do think that it is necessary and it's probably something we haven't seen for a while. But what Look, it, it's, it's, it's quite fascinating because I see a lot too when I get, um, you know, a lot of the businesses that come through some of the disputes are in financial distress. So they haven't got to the point of insolvency. But there's this thing that I see on a regular basis where small business owners are feeling that it's unfair that their business hasn't succeeded. And there's sort of this expectation that they shouldn't have to carry the can. Um, and I, I find it really interesting. I mean, we do live in a capitalist society. People go into small business because they want to, look, they go in for various reasons, but I think a lot of the time it's because they are going to try and make more money than they would as an employee. But I think sometimes there is a sort of disconnect between the risk that comes with getting that additional money. And, you know, and we saw that a lot in COVID as well. Mm -hmm. You know, it was all, oh, I shouldn't have to pay rent because I can't make money. It's my landlord's fault. Well, it was no more the landlord's fault than the tenant's fault. Mm. Um, this is, you know, and, and that was an extraordinary situation. But, you yes. know, even other things, it's it's just this kind of thing that is like I should be protected from all risks. And I think we see that in society generally. It's like there is no such thing as an accident ever anymore. No. You have an accident and somebody's to blame and somebody must be sued. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a, a fascinating direction that society's taken on and not a good one. No, and I think there's a lot to be said about that, yeah, from a whole different raft of points of view. Um, but, yeah, it is interesting and I think it'll remain to be interesting, you know, given we're all voting, we're all wanting certain mm. things and, um, yeah, and what that then looks like at the end of the day from society's point of view. But, hey, let's have a look and see because I reckon 2024 is actually going to be quite telling in terms of that mm. um, and, and what that looks like and, and the appetite maybe that both business and society has mm. uh, in terms of that sort of corporate failure. Yep. Fun times, Nicole. Fun um, times indeed. And on that note, I'm assuming you're going to be able to have a bit of a break over the Christmas break? I am certainly having a bit of a break. So for me, I'll do a shutdown of about two weeks. Um, oh. And then I basically, I, I love January because January is just a go slow month for me. So no, I'll, the, the emails will get checked, the phone will be on, um, but if no one calls and no one emails, then I'm having a break. No, excellent. I like that. It's always nice. I don't mind January either coming back and just sort of mm. slow start. Um, but whilst that is there, and I'm asking this rather selfishly um, this year, mm. and we do have a bit of a break, um, do you have any recommendations in terms of things that you've been listening to or watching or reading even um, that whilst we, especially that time in between Christmas and New Year, I always find I've got some time to, to consume things that yeah. I otherwise wouldn't. Um, what have you been consuming recently? Well, this is a bizarre one because I never thought I would actually watch it, but I recently just watched the series on Netflix. I think it's just called Beckham. Um, but it's the documentary about David Beckham and Victoria. And um, I thought that was amazing. For someone who's not into football, not particularly into celebrities, uh, I really, really enjoyed that. Um, a very realistic view. And I, I learned a lot about the soccer, sort of the business of soccer um, that I found quite fascinating. So that's one that I would recommend, even if you're not mm. into soccer. Um, my reading tastes are fairly broad and eclectic. Um, 
I've currently been rereading a lot of stuff. I love um, historical fiction. Um, and I'm a massive fan of, um, the Tudor period. So I, one of my favorite authors is Philippa Gregory, um, who has a whole series about the Tudor kings and queens. And yeah, so I've been going through and, um, rereading a couple and, and finishing off the ones of hers that I haven't, um, read. So I've loved all of those, but it's a particular genre for the people who like that style. No, I think so. Two things with that one, quite good an escapist for when you do need something that's totally separate to your everyday life. Um, yeah. Secondly, probably could have used quite a few sort of negotiation techniques back in those times to get through <laughs> periods. In, indeed, indeed. Um, but that's great. Oh, well, I hope you really enjoy your break, Nicole. I'm so grateful that you took your time today. I know it's such a busy time of year for everybody um, to pop on and have a chat with me. I absolutely um, I find it a pleasure every time and I'm incredibly grateful that I'm able to um, to call on you to have these chats. So thank you so very uh, much. It's always an absolute pleasure, Alice. And uh, thank you for having me and I hope you have a wonderful Christmas as well. Thank you so much. And thank you to our listeners. Please make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss any of our 2023 reflections. Um, we'll talk soon. And until then, be wise in business. Merry Christmas, Nicole. Thanks, Alice. SMB Wisdom is proudly sponsored by SMB Advisory. SMB Advisory is a specialist firm of chartered accountants dedicated to providing specialist insolvency services to financiers, advisors, directors and individuals. The team at SMB Advisory are a safe set of hands to talk through your options when things get tough or when you find yourself in a tricky business situation and you're not sure what's next. Call the team on 1800 762 238 or send a message through the website www.smbadvisory.com.au to talk through the next steps in your business journey.